We have got the latest injury news on the New York Islanders, plus a tough dilemma for this team as far as who plays and who sits. We'll have that and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, the last show of the offseason officially for the Islanders, because tomorrow we will have a special crossover episode with the host of Locked On Florida Panthers, Armando Velez as we preview the season opener for your New York Islanders. We have got a lot to discuss, but first we want to thank everyone for joining us today, for being part of the Locked On Islanders family, and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. On today's show, we've got a lot to talk about, but if there's something you want us to talk about, if you have a question about a topic or something we said on the show, if you have a comment about it, or maybe there's a topic you'd like us to talk about in a future episode, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave us your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout this season and beyond. And remember, we have live shows every Monday through Friday, new shows dropping, and we keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news. So let's get started with some injury updates. Cal Clutterbuck on the IR. Lou Lamorello addressing the media earlier today, and here's what Lou said about Clutter. Basically said, Cal had a little soreness after one of the games, and we shut him down completely to get it so that he was 100%. He's been skating on his own, and he will be joining the team on a day-to-day situation We expect this to be a short turnaround as far as him being in the lineup. So, here's the situation. Uh, Lou Lamorello and the Islanders organization, basically, you know, Clutterbuck missed the end of last season with an injury. The fact that that injury caused him a little soreness early on in the preseason and in training camp after he was skating every day and playing, well... That means that, essentially, the Islanders are being cautious. 
And I think that's the right call overall because, look, it is more important for the Islanders to have all of their players healthy uh, in February, March, April, hopefully May and beyond than it is on October 13th. So hopefully the conservative approach that the Islanders are taking with Cal Clutterbuck will pay off. It is even possible because they placed him on the IR retroactive to September 26th that he could be available to the team for opening day, although Lou Lamorello basically saying at the press conference that it's unlikely he'll play anyway, even if they activate him, because he missed so much time during training camp. The other player who missed the end of last season with injuries was Scotty Mayfield. Mayfield will be back with the team. He was expected to be back at practice yesterday. And basically, Lamorello saying that Mayfield is 100%, even though he hasn't skated with the team for the past week. He has been skating on his own for the past few days. Lamarillo basically saying he's been a little under the weather. He's been skating on his own for a couple of days, and he will join the team tomorrow and should be ready for opening night. So, looks like the Islanders will have their top six defensemen in the lineup for opening night against the Florida Panthers. And look, the real question becomes, there are seven defensemen on this lineup. Robin Salo most likely going to be that sixth defenseman for game one. It could be Sebastian Ajo. One of them will play. One of them will sit. Uh, Lamorello basically did say that Salo was doing very well. Uh, and he appears to have the inside track on that sixth defenseman. By the way, um, he also had some good things to say about the two defensemen who they sent down at the very end, Paul Ledoux and Grant Hutton. Now, they're both right-handed shots. Uh, here's what he said. It was tough to send Paul and Grant down and put them on waivers. They had an excellent camp, but they're right shots, and we feel that Sebastian did nothing wrong and has more experience in the NHL. Um, another thing that Lou Lamorello mentioned at his press conference Richard Panic and Bodie Wild. Both of them are awaiting their assignments. They will not be with the Islanders organization this year. Lamorello indicated he should have that finalized within the next 48 hours. And certainly as soon as we learn something about where uh, Richard Panic and Bodie Wild will be playing this year, we will let you know. Check the Twitter feed and we'll have it. Another interesting piece of information that Lamorello touched on that I think fans will be very interested in. Uh, he mentions that both Atu Ratu and William Dufour surprised him in a good way over the course of training camp. Here's the quote. They're closer to the NHL than maybe we would have thought they might have been. We'd rather bring them up a little late rather than a little too soon. And I think that they'll go to Bridgeport. We should have a real good team in Bridgeport. They'll get to play a lot, but they're close enough to be ready that if any of our players falter at one time or another, we're very comfortable with what we saw in training camp. So, look, Rat Ratu had a goal and an assist in three preseason games. 
Dufour only played in one preseason game, had an assist in that contest. So, realistically, the two of them, plus Simon Holmstrom, uh, getting some positive praise from Lou Lamarillo, and that kind of means that they are very close at this point to being NHL ready, and I, I, I think Islander fans will appreciate that sentiment, especially after seeing them in the preseason and hearing about what they've done in camp here on this podcast. So, again, I said this at the time, right before training camp started, Lou Lamarello basically saying, those guys aren't ready for the NHL. We're not going to have them, you know, play this year. They're going to start the year at Bridgeport. He said that basically to take the pressure from the media and from the fans off of those young players. And while I think Lou Lamorello generally believed it was true, <clears throat> he was pleasantly surprised by the trio, Holmstrom, Ratu, Dufour, and I think that basically he's protecting his players before training camp starts so that there isn't so much uh, pressure and so much, uh, you know, focus on them in training camp and that they could just go about doing what they needed to do and improving their game while playing against NHL competition. We will come back and discuss some of the tough choices the Islanders have to make when filling out their lineup card uh, on opening night. Plus, uh, we have our Islanders birthday of the day still to come. It's a player who was with the Islanders in the late 80s and early 90s, a forward. Let's see if you can guess who that is. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. And it's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And I'll tell you, they have 24 7 professional monitoring. Their agents call you the minute that a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or you can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home with protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect instantly fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash LockedOnNHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Simply visit simplysafe.com slash LockedOnNHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So there are decisions to be made by the Islanders right now. 
And one of those decisions is this. Right now, there's 23 players on the active roster. Two goalies, seven defensemen, the 12 forwards. I can tell you right now, I can tell you right now, excuse me, 14 forwards. I can tell you right now, when Cal Clutterbuck is healthy and ready to rejoin the lineup, one of the forwards will be sent back to Bridgeport. Who is it going to be? There are essentially three forwards going for two spots in the lineup. Bellows, Kiefer Bellows, Oliver Wallstrom, and Nikita Sashnikov. And, you know, one of them is probably going back to the minors. You would think off the top of your head that Sashnikov would be the logical player to go. Uh, he has sort of played in Clutterbuck's spot on the fourth line a little bit in the preseason. He adds an element of speed, which this team certainly does lack. Um, so we'll see what happens. But speed is the big component. Here's what Lou Lamorello had to say about Sashnikov. I knew enough of him, so we gave him an entry-level contract with no promises. And he's done extremely well in training camp. We'll see where it takes us. He brings speed, number one. And he's not afraid. He competes. Seems to me that that makes Sashnikov the best fit to go down when Clutterbuck comes up. If only because that that role, that fourth line role, seems to be best for him. Now, whether he plays or whether or not Ross Johnston plays on Thursday remains to be seen. That's a separate decision that the Islanders will have to come to, and we will see what they do. But overall, it should be, uh, you know, Sashnikov, who I think goes down. The reason it might be Wallstrom, number one, he hasn't really established himself as a full-time top nine forward, let alone a top six forward, which he's best suited to be skill-wise. And out of the three players we mentioned, Wallstrom is the only one who would not have to clear waivers to go back down to Bridgeport. Sashnikov, they'd have to put him on waivers to send him to the AHL. Any team could therefore put in a claim and the Islanders would risk losing him. Wallstrom can go to Bridgeport without passing through waivers and then come back up. But he also probably has the most offensive upside, excuse me, of the three players in question. Now, Wallstrom has missed some time. He suffered an upper body injury in one of the preseason games. But he's already back on the ice, not skating with any of the other lines right now. He's an extra forward wearing the, the gray jersey in practice. But uh, really, it, it's just a question of Wallstrom may not be ready to go for Thursday. They may want to hold him back. I, I, I think it would be a mistake to send him down to Bridgeport at this time. But if you do, what's the goal? get him a little confidence, get him going offensively and, and remind him of the type of hockey he needs to play. Obviously, to me, 
it is better to send Wallstrom down to Bridgeport and let him play than to let him be either your 13th or 14th defenseman, uh, excuse me, forward on a game-in, game-out basis. Wallstrom needs to play to get his, his stamina back, to get his confidence back, and to really contribute to the organization. And if you could send him down for a week or two to get that confidence going and to coach him up even more, they really could do that. But we have to see what Lou Lamorello and Lane Lambert decide that they want to do. Obviously, Bellows is the third candidate. He had, I think, the strongest preseason out of the three. And, you know, he he isn't going down to Bridgeport. The question is, does he play either on one of the top three lines or on the fourth line at some point? And what does he do? Um, Lamorello kind of cautious in his praise of Bellows, but I think, again, using that as motivation, doesn't want Bellows to feel too confident that he has it made and isn't going to have to work hard to stay both on the team and in the lineup. Here's what Lamorello said. Up until the last couple of games, he wasn't really where he should have been. But I'm really pleased the way he played in the last game. We're pleased with him. We know what we want out of him. He knows what we want out of him. He has to shoot the puck, and he has to put points up as well as be physical. I think Bellows is in the lineup on Thursday. We'll see Thursday once the Islanders make that official decision. But... Realistically, the Islanders have to be ready and hope that they will have Bellows doing the things he needs to do, not just to get in the lineup, but to stay in the lineup. And Lou Lamorello's quote, perfectly timed to motivate Kiefer Bellows and get him to say, you see, I can do this. I'm going to prove it to you, not just in game one, but in game two, game three, game seven. All You know, you put me in the lineup, I'm going to give you the type of hockey you're looking for game in and game out. Yeah, everybody has off games. Some games you, you, you have better results than others, but look out. I have a feeling Kiefer Bellows' game takes a big step forward this season, and hopefully we see it sooner rather than later. It's uh, an interesting dilemma for the Islanders, and let's see how Lane Lambert and Lou Lamorello handle the situation. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and some final thoughts about the dilemma facing this team in the lineup. We'll talk about that coming up after this. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and realistically, today is the 59th birthday of former Islanders forward Randy Wood. Wood, a native of Princeton, New Jersey, was not drafted, spent three years at Yale playing college hockey, had a pair of 25-goal seasons playing for Yale, which is Very impressive when you consider that he played 32 games one year and 31 games the other. That's almost a goal a game uh, 
for Randy Wood. Made his Isles debut in 86-87 after spending most of that year with their AHL affiliate, then the Springfield Indians. Wood wasn't drafted, but he got his way into the NHL with hard work. And in his second season, his first full year with the Isles, which was 87-88, he put up his first of three 20-goal years with the Isles, 22 goals, 38 points. The other two 20-goal campaigns, he had a career-high 24 goals in both 89-90 and 90-91. Early in the 91-92 season, he was traded to Buffalo as part of the Pat LaFontaine deal, and he had two more 20-plus goal seasons with the Sabres, later played for the Maple Leafs and the Dallas Stars before closing out his NHL career during a second stint with the Islanders in 1996-97, where he played 65 uh, games, had 6 goals and 11 points. For his NHL career, 741 games for Randy Wood, very impressive for an undrafted player. He tallied 175 goals, 334 points, and 603 penalty minutes. You can add some playoff games to that. 51 postseason games, 8 goals, 17 points. And, you know, 23 of those playoff games and 3 of those goals and 4 of those assists came while he was with the New York Islanders. We're going to look back at Randy Wood's Best statistical game with the Islanders, January 19th, 1990, at the old Winnipeg Arena. Islanders taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Glenn Healy, the netminder for the Islanders. Bob Asenza in the net for the Jets. And it was Winnipeg getting on the board first. The ever-dangerous Dale Howarchuk, an unassisted goal. His 15th at a minute 55 into the game. And it's one nothing Jets. Islanders down by a goal, but not for long. Paul McDermott off for holding for Winnipeg and our Islanders' birthday of the day. Randy Wood pumps in his 13th. Alan Kerr and Doug Crossman with the assist, 1-1. One and one. But then, just 14 seconds later, Howard Chuck strikes again for the Jets. His 16th, Greg, Greg Peslowski, the only assist. At 9.36, after the first period, Isles trailing by a 2-1 to margin. But the Islanders' power play does the trick in the second period. They score three power play goals. First, Pat Elinuk off for holding David Volek, his 13th on the power play. Jeff Norton and Doug Crossman with the assist at 2.46. Then, Doug Smale goes off for charging in our Islanders' birthday of the day, Randy Wood, his second of the game, 14th of the year, from Norton and Crossman at 3:15. Islanders now up 3-2. Paul Fenton scores for Winnipeg to tie it at 3, his 13th from Howarchuk and Elianuk at 10:21. But late in the period, Dave Ellett heads off for slashing. Islanders go back on the power play. And Randy Wood, our Islanders' birthday of the day, finishes the hat trick. His 15th of the year, Jeff Norton and Pat LaFontaine with the helpers. After the second period, the Islanders have a 4-3 lead. But the Jets tie it early. Alan Kerr, the Islanders, heads off for holding. Laurie Boschman 
takes advantage, scores on the power play. His ninth, Dave Ellett and Teppo Newman in with the assist at 3.07. But then the Islanders take the lead 5-4 on a goal by Dave Chizowski, his sixth. Brent Sutter and Brad Lauer helping out on that one. And then the clincher, an empty netter by Brian Trottier, his eighth from Gary Nyland. Final score in this one, Islanders six and the Jets four. 34 saves for Glenn Healy. Isles out shot 38-34. to Our Islanders birthday of the day, Randy Wood. He had three goals. He, uh, all three of them coming on the power play. He was a minus one in this game, believe it or not. And those three goals come on five shots on goal. That tied him. For the team lead with Pat LaFontaine. So again, uh, we wish uh, a very happy 59th birthday to former Islanders forward Randy Wood. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. All right, we uh, are looking forward to opening night, which is coming up in just another day. And we... Hopefully, we'll have a crossover episode tomorrow night with the uh, Armando Velas of Locked On Florida Panthers to fully preview that game, and it should be uh, a whole lot of fun. Armando's very knowledgeable about the Panthers, and he'll give you some real insights into the Islanders' very first opponent. A lot of changes down in Florida, and uh, even though they won the President's Trophy last year, this is a very different team than the team we saw a year ago, but still a very dangerous team. So make sure you join us as we preview game one in what should be a very, very interesting season for your New York Islanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So, I really think Bellows is going to be in the lineup. I don't know if Wallstrom is going to suit up for game one, and I hope they keep him on the big team and that he earns a role, but we'll see. And then, you know, is Sashnikov in the lineup Thursday night or Is it Ross Johnston? These are the tough decisions that Lane Lambert has to figure out. And as soon as we know, you'll know. Because we will tweet it out and let you know who is playing and who is not, who's being sent down and who is not when Cal Clutterbuck returns. We'll have all of that for you. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.